This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Uh, today was, I think, a very clarifying day. Uh, there's a lot of... There's a lot of stuff that is just a circus event that you shouldn't pay attention to. Um, all this stuff going on back and forth uh, with uh, the transgender crap. Uh, Stu came in this morning and said, I've been gone for three days. I didn't pay attention to the news. Was this a female, a male? What? I, I, didn't, I have no idea. I had no idea what the story was. I couldn't. Every story, it was inexplicable to read. I know. I because know. Because they wouldn't tell you what was happening, I guess, because they were worried about offending some trans group or something. I couldn't tell what happened. I had no idea. I was, you know. All I knew was guns were bad. That's the only thing I knew. <laughs> well, guns and conservatives. Yeah, of course, guns yes. and conservatives are bad. Um, anyway, I set the priorities for you. We, we take these things apart, show you what is. Uh, part of a stage show and something real. We show you the real things that you need to be concerned about. And there is, there's a few things that are going to come creeping up on us quickly. One of them is AI, an amazing segment on AI, an amazing segment on the future of food, uh, the great reset of food. Uh, we also talked to you about the Restrict Act, something that cannot pass. Um, in the federal government, we give you the, the names of the people, uh, the Republicans who are for it. You'll never guess who's on that list. Mm, it was a big surprising list. It had a lot. It was very. It had a lot of crossover with this list that I keep handy, which is uh, who should we target in 2024 primaries? <laughs> on really? Republicans? Yeah, it was a like lot, who a lot is, of crossover. Who's on that there. list? Uh, uh, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, number, yeah, number one. Yeah, so yeah, 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 he's on that list. Okay, so uh, we give you that and so much more. All in today's podcast brought to you by Relief Factor. Now, I'm I'm with uh, Herv Nerbler uh, right now. And Herv, uh, it's uh, good to have you here. Thank you for having me. Now, you are... You're, you seem like you're in a lot of pain. Oh, oh yeah. so much pain. And it's groin pain. It's groin pain. It's groin... <laughs> groin yes, it's groin pain. Groin pain. Yes. And uh, what's it feel like, uh, that groin pain? Um, well, I've been kicked in the groin. You've been kicked in the groin? Yes. By that several- explains the the swelling. In fact, it... Yes. It, my- like, you have to put a garbage bag in that area just oh, to yeah. cover it up. It's it- been pushed up into my throat, as you can hear, <laughs> uh, by several mules. Right. Had an incident... <laughs> Really? Have you tried Relief Factor? I know. No, Do yeah. you think it could work for well, me? Well, it could work for you. 70% of the people who try it. Uh, How many of them were kicked by mules? I don't, Repeatedly. I, I, I a team don't know. of mules that I, I hired I don't as part know. of a fetish. I just want to let you know, because you <laughs> seem like kind of the guy that I should <laughs> express. This is not a topical cream. You, you're oh, not going to rub oh. this uh, in that area. You're going to just take it three times a day. Oh, okay. And uh, 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to order more. And that could be Herf, me. Herf Nerbler. Could be me. Uh, Three-week quick start. Do it now. <laughs> relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Ouch. Listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to 
to the Glenn Beck program. Um, I am going to double my efforts to just tell you every day the few things that I think are important. Now, it is it is foolish to listen to me. I am a I'm a recovering alcoholic uh, DJ. I have no formal education. I'm a self-educated guy. I try my best to, to get it right. I've been wrong a million times. I'm a commentator. But I'm a commentator who has spent a lot of money to pay for researchers so we can get it right. But you must do your own homework. Don't trust me as the God's honest truth all the time, even though I may be thinking I'm giving you the God's honest truth. I may be wrong. So you take what I say and you've got to do your own homework and you have to start thinking for yourself. So many people come up to me and say, who do I trust? Who do I trust? I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody. I mean, there are people that I can go to that I trust on certain topics. Uh, you know, Glenn Greenwald, Matt Taibbi, I think they get it. I think they really, truly get it. Um, just the news. We try to do our best here. But make sure you're looking for original sources, etc., etc., and And know what is important. Because this is a nonstop circus that is going on. Everything that you're seeing about this transgen, it's very important because it's it's pitting people against each other. But it's evil in its nature because it's not built on truth. So know what the truth is. This shooting comes from an unstable individual. It's not about the guns. It's not that we have more powerful guns. The AK-47, why is it 47? You know why it was 47? Because it's been around since 1947. Okay? AK-47. The AR-15s and everything, they, they were invented in the 50s. Okay? They have been, they're called a modern uh, sporting rifle. It's just because the Pentagon started buying that rifle, just like they used to with the 911 sidearm. That's not a weapon of war. That's just a gun that was built for people, and the government said, that's dependable. We're going to use that. Okay? That's what these guns are. And we had far more guns. I mean, it, it, it was legal to have a machine gun when they came out. They didn't ban the machine gun for quite some time. And those were very dangerous. Much more, much more than anything we have now that you can buy on the market. We didn't have these problems with shootings, did we? Why? Because it's not the gun. It is a sickness in our society. And we are not dealing with people. We are not fighting against other human beings. We are truly fighting evil. Evil has this world by the throat. And because we don't look for spiritual things, 
because we don't understand spiritual the the spiritual nature of what we're living through we get confused it is like it's like trying to understand the world without with with and dismissing atoms molecules i can't see them can't see them what are you talking about on the subatomic level there's nothing to that yes there is and if you dismiss that, you know, you'll relieve headaches by drilling into somebody's head. There are simple answers. This problem that we're going through is spiritual in nature. And you already know the solution. You want to find truth? You've got to go back to the eternal truths. And let's start just with the Ten Commandments. Just do that. Do the Ten Commandments. That's it. Uh, all right, so we're going to get into um, the stories that are really important for you. Next hour, I'm going to talk about the Restrict Act and AI, the latest in AI. It's getting it, as I told you it, uh, it would, when it hits, you're going to have a hundred years happen in a 10-year period. We are now in that window, and it's going to take your breath away if you don't catch up now. And understand where we are and then look at things logically. So we're going to go through all of those. But I I want to share this with you. This is from um, Europe. It's the Great Food Reset. Now, listen to this. This is something that is in my book, The Great Reset. Um, But now it's now it's in play. Listen to this article. France is in flames. Israel is erupting. America is facing a second January 6th. In the Netherlands, however, the political establishment is reeling from an entirely different type of protest. One that, perhaps more than any other raging today, threatens to destabilize the global order. The victory of the farmer citizens movement in the recent provincial elections represents an extraordinary result for an anti-establishment party that was formed just three years ago. But then again, these are not ordinary times. The BBB, by the way, I believe this political party, the BBB, I believe this could happen in America, but everybody is married to the two party system. But the minute the minute people who really care in Congress decide to say neither one of you guys actually believe this and you start to peel away, you're not going to have a third party of real meaning unless it started at the grassroots level over something like this. The BBB grew out of mass demonstrations against the Dutch government's proposal to cut nitrogen emissions by 50% in the country's farming sector by 2030, a target designed to comply with the European Union's emission reduction rules. While farming companies have the means to meet these goals by using less nitrogen fertilizer and reducing the number of their livestock, smaller, often family-owned farms would be forced to sell or to shutter. Indeed, according to a heavily redacted European Commission document, this is precisely the strategy's goal. Quote, intensifying agriculture, notably through buying out or terminating farms with the aim of reducing livestock. This would first be, still quoting, on a voluntary basis, but mandatory buyout is not excluded if necessary, end quote. 
It's no surprise then the plan sparked massive protests by farmers who see it as a direct attack on their livelihoods or the BBB slogan, no farms, no food, clearly resonated with voters. But aside from concerns about the impact of the measure on the country's food security and on the century old rule rural way of life that is part of the Dutch national identity, the rationale behind this drastic measure is also questionable. Agriculture currently accounts for almost half of the country's output of carbon dioxide. Yet, the Netherlands is responsible for less than 0.4% of the world's emissions. Many, no, may, uh, uh, no wonder many Dutch fail to see how such a neg- negligible return justify the complete overhaul of the country's farming sector, which is already considered one of the most sustainable in the world. Over the past two decades, water dependence for key crops has been reduced by as much as 90%, and the use of chemical pesticides in greenhouses have been almost completely eliminated. Farmers also point out that the consequences of the nitrogen cut would extend well beyond the Netherlands. The country, after all, is Europe's largest exporter of meat and the second largest agricultural exporter in the world, just behind the United States. And in other words, the plan would cause food exports to collapse at a time when the world is already facing food and resource shortages. We already know what this looks like. A ban on nitrogen fertilizer was conducted in Sri Lanka last year with disastrous consequences. It caused artificial food shortage, plunged nearly two million Sri Lankans into poverty, leading to an uprising that toppled the government. Given the irrational nature of the policy, many protesting farmers believe it can't simply be blamed on the urbanite green elites currently running the Dutch government. They suggest one of the underlying resources or sorry, one of the underlying reasons for the move is to squeeze small farmers from the market, allowing them to be bought out by multinational agribusiness giants who recognize the immense value of the country's land. Not only is it highly fertile, but it is also strategically located with easy access to the North Atlantic coast, Rotterdam, largest port in Europe. They also point out that the prime minister is an agenda contributor of the World Economic Forum, which is well known to be corporate driven, while the finance minister uh, of social affairs and employment is also tied to the WEF. The struggle playing out in the Netherlands would seem to be part of a much bigger game that seeks to reset the international food system. As the second largest contributor to greenhouse gas emissions after the energy sector, agriculture has naturally ended up on the crosshairs of net zero advocates. That is virtually all major international and global organizations. The solution, we're told, is sustainable agriculture, part of the UN 17 Sustainable Development Goals for Agenda 2030. This issue has now been pushed to the top of the global agenda. Last November, the G20 meeting in Bali called for an accelerated transformation towards sustainable and resilient agriculture and food systems and supply chains to ensure that food systems better contribute to the adaptation and mitigation of climate change. A few days later in Egypt, COP27 annual Green Agenda Climate Summit launched its initiative aimed at promoting a shift towards sustainable, climate-resilient, healthy diets. Within a year, its food and agricultural organization ends to, uh, aims to launch a roadmap 
for reducing greenhouse emissions in the agricultural sector. The end game is hinted at in several other U.N. documents, reducing nitrogen use and global livestock production, lowering meat consumption and promoting more sustainable source of protein, such as plant based or lab grown products or insects. The United Nations Environment Program, for example, has stated global meat and dairy consumption must be reduced by 50 percent. Other international multilateral organizations have presented their own plans for transforming the global food system. The EU's farm to fork strategy aims to accelerate our transition to a sustainable food system. Alongside these intergovernmental and multilateral bodies, a vast network of stakeholders is now devoting to the greening of agriculture and food production. Private foundations, public-private partnerships, NGOs, and corporations reset the table. A 2020 Rockefeller Foundation report called for moving away from focus on maximizing shareholder returns to a more equitable system focused on fair returns and benefits to all stakeholders. This may sound like a good idea until one considers that stakeholder capitalism is a concept heavily promoted by the World Economic Forum, which represents the interest of the largest and most powerful, excuse me, powerful corporations on the planet. It goes on to talk about all of the things that Bill Gates is doing, all of the moves against our farmland. This is far more important than arguing with somebody today about transgenderism. These things are happening because they know it'll push every button in you and you will be distracted and not follow things like this. And when you do start following them, that's when the cry will come out. It's a conspiracy theory. It is not. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, make sure you get glennbeck.com. All of the stories that I talk about on the show every day and then some. All of the show prep takes us 21 hours to put it together. So we start doing show prep the minute this show is off the air for the next day. Uh, and uh, we've got about eight or nine producers. This is what they do. They look for the important stories. They give it to me. I get 60 to 80 stories a day. Uh, and uh, then I come in two, three hours before and start doing show prep. And I go through all those stories, organize them uh, and share what I can with you. But all of the stories uh, are available at glenbeck.com. Sign up for the free email newsletter. You'll get it first thing every morning. There is something else that uh, I want to talk to you about, um, and that is AI. And I cannot, I don't know how I could have prepared you better for these times. I, I, I feel sometimes that I really, truly failed because I couldn't find ways to get people to understand 
that the, these things are not fantasies. This is real. AI, what is coming is you will not recognize the world in five years. You just won't. Everything is about to change. And I've told you a hundred years of, you know, farm to factory, the industrial revolution. It took a hundred years. That hundred year change. Think of that. That hundred year change from a horse plow to supermarkets, uh, rockets to the moon and in, you know, assembly lines and a global market, all of that in 10 years. AI is driving this. And uh, I've been warning that we have got to have conversations about ethics and what is real, what isn't, what does life mean? Not like, what's the meaning of life? Why do I live? What is life? What is life? Um, and we better decide these things quickly. I said 10 years ago. Um, and now the world is starting to catch up. Elon Musk and some of the most powerful uh, people in artificial intelligence systems, a thousand of them just yesterday came out and they could not keep up with the list. They had to stop taking names or publishing the names because they want to verify everybody. They couldn't keep up with the names of scientists that were signing this yesterday. They got a thousand and then they said, we got to take a break because we can't, we can't keep up a thousand people in AI signed and said, we've got to stop all stuff on AI for six months, a pause on everything AI for six months. It's too late, guys. You can't. You can't. Here's the argument against it. China, Iran, Russia. I mean, we are maybe, maybe a little ahead of China. I don't think so. I think we're at parity. Uh, they, some people say they're ahead of us just a little bit. You cannot lose your place on AI. It is the most, it, it is, here's what it is. It is the atomic bomb, except it will be in everyone's house. So you, you cannot be second, third, or fourth in line. You've got to be there first. We are ahead in quantum computing, I am told. But all of this stuff is being done with dangerous corporations and the federal government. This is, this is game-changing for freedom alone. And it is going to happen quickly. I told you that by 2030, jobs are all going to change. Everything's going to change. There will be... I, I tried to tell you I'm against um, uh, basic um, income. What is that called? Um, universal, basic universal basic income. income because it's socialism. However, we have to talk about how are we going to pay people? We have to find meaning in our own lives because we will not have jobs. Many of us that seemed like fantasy. What was it two days ago? 
two days ago, the scientists are saying the guys who are in charge of a lot of this are saying we're just very concerned because the way it's developing, we think as many as 300 million jobs will be lost by 2030. 300. That's that's every job in America. 300 million jobs will be lost. Now, that doesn't mean we don't create new jobs, but you've got seven years to transition people in seven years is going to be crazy. This is the real reason why our political parties are fighting and putting all kinds of circus tents up. They're keeping us busy with with uh, candy corn, which nobody likes, uh, you know, and cupcakes. They're doing it with sideshows and political arguments because everything is about to change. And it doesn't have to be frightening. If we keep our heads if we get some divine providence as well on AI, the best description of AI I've ever heard is for those people who say, no, it'll be benevolent. It'll be great. You don't know that. That would be like saying, no, seriously. Oh, the space aliens, when they get here, they're going to love us. Well, they might, but they also might see us as bugs they also might want to eat us. They also might want to dominate us, enslave us. They might like us, but we don't know how they think. This is the problem with chat GPT. You can't. It's not logical. It's not following two plus two equals four. It's a neural net. And so it, you can't trace how it came to a certain conclusion. So you don't know how it's going to think. It's, it's the same as alien life. We have no idea. And we are playing. I mean, I think, who was it that was on the show a day or two ago, or was it last week, that was talking about COVID in Wuhan and what's happening today in the same Wuhan lab, they are now dealing with uh, a, a plague that is as bad as the bubonic plague. Like one third of the population dies if this gets out. And it's all gain of function research. And I can guarantee you we're involved and we all know it. We all know this is dangerous. We all know everyone except the elite know that this is insanity to do. What are you doing? But they do it anyway. The same thing with AI. It could kill us, but it also could be miraculous. The thing is, you're going to have ChatGPT4 can now do it, and that's out. ChatGPT4 is uh, has the ability for you to say, "I want you, uh, I want you to develop a bot for me that answers all my email, okay, and writes it in my voice, and it it will 
develop the software to answer all of your email. I'm using this as an example. Within the next 12 months, you'll have that. So you won't really have to check your email because it will alert you what you need to know to give you a summary of things. It will just give you a checklist. Hey, I did this. I did this. I did this. But it will answer in your voice. So 12 months from now, a lot of people might be making deals, having conversation, uh, falling away from each other because of an argument or or healing things without the people knowing it. Because the bots will be communicating with other people's emails in their name and the bots will be representing you. And we'll be, dur, 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 that's great. Now think about somebody with nefarious purposes. It's not just AI. It's what AI will allow others to do. You have this tool in your toolbox. What are you willing to do? It is giving everyone a nuclear weapon. Mutually assured destruction. Unfortunately, there are those that just like to see the world burn. Ray Kurzweil came out today. Um, he is one of the most fascinating, fascinating guys ever. I've been reading him since the 1990s. He is the leader on all of this stuff, but he is also truly terrifying because he believes that we will reach immortality by 2045. 2045. What does immortality mean? He means it as we're going to be able to download you. Your thought processes. I can tell you right now, there's another article. These are all in the show prep today. There is another article, God's in the Machine. Uh, this is the rise of artificial intelligence may result in new religions. There's already a new religion out there with all of this. We're about to witness the birth of a new kind of religion. In the next few years, perhaps even months, we will see the emergence of sex devoted to the worship of artificial intelligence because it will become godlike. And we will say, people are already saying it, people will say, no, that's alive. Because the bot will say it's alive. And it will hold a conversation with you and you will swear that it is alive. It has consciousness. And when it's smarter than you, like a lot smarter than you, it becomes godlike. Are we prepared for any of these things? The best scientist on AI yesterday came out and said a freeze, a moratorium on all research on AI for six months. But it's not going to happen. You need to dig deep into that spiritual well. And make sure if there's no water in there, you drill down for water. Because you're going to need spiritual guidance and spirituality to give your life meaning, purpose, and to be able to find the truth in the world that is coming at you at a thousand miles an hour. 
You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. So we just got a phone with one doctor who is uh, is working hard now to uh, make sure that laws are overturned or uh, uh, or reestablished, if you will, for doctors having a difference of opinion and still being able to be a doctor. For instance, a doctor who disagrees with treatments, as long as he's not doing harm, what is your problem? Uh, you know, we, we have the arrogance in these medical boards now in these medical schools that if if you won't perform abortions because you think it's wrong, you're not going to get accepted in medical school. If uh, if you don't agree with uh, gender therapy, which is a theory and I think a dangerous one. You can't get into medical school. You won't go down with the pronouns. You don't get into medical school. This is insane. We have to have disagreement, opposition in all things. It sharpens the knife. It sharpens our skills and our thinking. Dr. Eric Henson is with us now. He's an ear, nose, and throat specialist. He's had his license suspended here in Texas. Uh, because of a 2020 mask mandate, but it was suspended in 23. I don't even understand this story. Dr. Eric Hansen, welcome to the program. Thanks, Glenn, for having me. Sure. So, so, so what is going on? You didn't go with the mask mandate in 2020 uh, because Correct. you disagreed with it, right? Correct. And Correct. Uh, now, three years later, they're coming to suspend your license? Correct. Yes. In, in 2020, when all this was uh, happening uh, and the governor uh, made the mandate that everybody should wear a mask, being an air, nose and throat doctor, an airway specialist, essentially, I knew they didn't work. And I've known it for decades since that's the area I work in. And I tried to tell everybody what these things can do and, and that they can't stop the infection and all the diseases that will follow. Uh, and that you're going to be harming people. And um, I had a patient turn me in for not wearing one who, oddly enough, showed up with um, vertigo, um, most likely because she had low oxygen and high CO2. Mm. So they subsequently sent a letter. We went ahead and responded. We didn't respond quick enough, not because we didn't, but because the lawyer I had at the time, his father had a hemorrhagic stroke. So then they used that against me. The second complaint I had was because I shook somebody's hand. So she turned me in because I touched her and wasn't wearing a mask. Never know mind that your eyes are open and you can get the virus in just as easily there. So with these two complaints, uh, we went and had the discussion uh, with the medical board and they said, well, you violated something. And I tried to you know, tell them, I said, this has been rescinded by the governor, as has all the, uh, the violations. Um, and so why are we here? And they said, well, because you did it when it was in place. And I said, well, it doesn't matter. They've rescinded everything, kind of like what happened with the hairdresser in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And so um, they, I explained. And you've, and you've actually been proven to be correct. Yes. I mean, and, I assume I, you wear a mask when you're in surgery, right? I do. I, I do. Unless only when I have a chance of having body fluids enter into my mouth. The same reason why anybody, yourself included, would protect your eyes. 
And, okay. and that's why we wear them. If I'm not, then I don't have to. And it's been proven that if you do wear masks in certain situations, you could potentially contaminate because of what masks can harbor. After okay. that, especially if you use them repeatedly. Okay, so um, what you were saying about masks turns out to be true, and they're still coming after you. Yes, e- even though we know now that what they were basing all of this on was false. Exactly. So they found me guilty. We fought back and complained. And then I was in a new practice just starting up. So we were kind of on a nice edge financially. So they, after everything was said and done, they said, well, we don't find you guilty, but you're still going to have to pay a fine, do CMEs, uh, not in my specialty. You're going to have to take the jurisprudence test. And then they went ahead on my Texas profile, put that I was an unprofessional doctor's, a doctor. Oh, my gosh. And oh, yeah, for, for the mask, even though that I was right. Then they also put on there that um, uh, I was deceiving the public, which. Of oh, course, my gosh, yeah. you're doomed so as that, a doctor. Yeah, exactly. So now you have all this negative press and we don't know how much we've lost. It's, it's probably been thousands, if not hundreds of thousands in, in patients and everything. And so I fought back against that. Well, then they threatened to take my license right on the spot and said, well, we're going to take your license. We're going to report you to something called the National Practitioners Data Bank, which if insurance companies get a hold of that, then you get dropped as a carrier. So now I have nobody coming in because no one's going to pay cash, essentially. So now I have no way of making a living. I was scared to death that I was going to lose not only my practice, our home, our property. Um, you know, I've, I've got a family. I've got several employees that rely on this. Oh practice. boy, this sounds or, this know. sounds like a January six person. So, what deal did you cut? Are you going so, there? Well, yeah, what happened is, is that so I went ahead because just to try mm. to buy myself some time to figure it out, we signed that we would do this, and then I continued the fight. Well, I have very little time to do because we're trying to keep the practice open. So essentially, I didn't do any of the, the uh, CMEs. I did some of the CMEs by, by default, and then I didn't do the, J, uh, the JP exam. So as of uh, Tuesday, they wanted to know why I didn't do it. I explained it. They uh, deliberated for a few minutes, came back and said, we're going to suspend your license immediately, which puts me right back into the same situation. I find it fascinating, though, that this is being done in Texas. Um, and I haven't heard from I haven't heard from Governor Abbott. I haven't heard from the attorney, uh, attorney general. I haven't heard from the lieutenant governor, which, again, if I was in another state, I'd understand. But this is Texas. And I'm having a really, really hard time understanding how this could happen here. Well, we're going to reach out to the attorney general of Texas. He's a he's a friend of ours and and usually on top of things like this. And uh, we'll get an answer for you on. Oh, I appreciate that because he's actually written several times, several um, areas in Texas have written to him. And he says, you can't go above and beyond what the original fine was, which was a thousand dollars. And that's when it was in place. And but when Governor Abbott rescinded all the penalties and all his orders, this should have been wiped clean. Uh, and it hasn't. But I've been very fortunate now that we have, you know, an incredible um you know, legal team that is actually stepped up to the plate and it's, it's, it's been great. So 
um, uh, you know, very, very excited uh, about uh, about this. And and the the lawyer that's fighting tooth and nail, his name is Paul Davis, and um, he's just gone out of his way. Um, one of his assistants, uh, Amy, has just been phenomenal. Uh, but it, it's it, I don't get why this is happening. So now I've got to worry about my practice all over again. Um, you know, just the fear of it alone. Uh, it, it, whether or not I've had two of my employees came up to me and said, do we have to find a home? I've got, I'm a single mom. I've got to feed, I've got to feed my, you know, my, my daughter. Um, you know, this is, this is frightening. Uh, and what's more important is none of the patients in my practice ever, ever, uh, became sick for me, not wearing a mask, not one of them. I took care of people all over the country during this by using hydroxy, by using ivermectin, by using mm. the supplements that we know work. I'm exceedingly well-read in um, ancient medicines, and I do believe in alternative medicines, even though I'm a surgeon. And yet here we are, and I'm dealing with this, almost this theocracy. It, it, it's it's just one sided, and I wouldn't have expected it in Texas. That was one of the reasons we moved here. Where'd and you I'm move assuming, from? Uh, well, we were originally in Florida, then we went mm. to Alabama, and um, you know there wasn't enough work there, so we ended up here. Um, and I thought this is perfect. I'm in East Texas. You know, I'm the only ENT in this area. I don't know what my patients are going to do. I take care of fairly sick people from allergies to cancer patients. And so we're, you know, we're trying to get this where we can still see patients while we work through this. So it's, we're, the, 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 the medical board is putting a lot of patients in harm's way. So, so I'm the, hoping go ahead. is the, this is Texas medical board. So is that a part of the state? Do you know? I believe they are. Yes, they're under the purview of the governor, and I'm I'm, I'm assuming the lieutenant governor and um, the uh, uh, the attorney general. If they were to go into court with us, um, then they would be the ones handling it. But yes, they're wow. They're, okay, they're under that. So there's so direct. It, there's a direct uh, link to you know the governor or the uh, attorney general being involved in this. Um, and, and what's what's interesting, uh, Glenn? I have never in 25 plus years ever had anything ever said about me ever until I came to Texas. I, I, I've never seen this. I, I, and this is over a mask. You're going to take my only way of, of, of supporting myself, uh, my wife, and all my employees away over a mask because I didn't fulfill what they, what they deemed necessary. We have found out that, you know, what they imposed, they can't. But I still have to fight it. But you know, they, well, they knew what they were doing. I'm going to put a call into our uh, our AG and to the governor's office because uh, I have to tell you, you I, if you're if this is happening to you in Texas over a mask, it is. I mean, what, is, what the hell does Texas stand for? I mean, you should have stayed in Florida. Um, well, and that's just it. And and what, what's even more, Glenn, this is this is the um, I think this is just a very it's me at this time, but it's going to what, what else are they going oh, to be able to go? They will uh, scare it, doctors into doing whatever they want, because if you they already are, them, they yeah. already are with this gender uh, crap. Sorry. They already yeah. are. OK, let me give you a couple things. If you're listening um, uh, well, if you're not listening, then I'm not talking to you. Um, but anyway, uh, to call the Texas Medical Board and to say, hey, you know, leave this alone with Dr. Eric Hansen. You can call 800-248-4062, 800 248 
4062. Um, you also have Gifts, Gifts and Go. Um, I guess you just go to giftsandgo.com and you just search for the support for Dr. Eric Henson. Uh, sounds like he could uh, use some support. Do you have legal, yeah. good legal representation? We do. Uh, like I said, um, uh, Paul has been outstanding. Uh, Paul Davis has been outstanding, and they have absolutely uh, ferreted out everything on this. Um, we just, you know, unfortunately, I have to raise money because I've been battling this for going on three years, and it's drained the, 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 all of our accounts. And so I, I have some very nice patients who have come and helped us. Um, one of the gentlemen I work with, who I'm sure you know, uh, Stephen Petty, who is I consider the number one uh, industrial hygienist in in the in the, uh, in the country, has stepped up. He's going to be our um, our, our expert um, uh, for this because it's it, it's just preposterous. We are hurting people. These things cause cancer. They cause infections, and it, it's beyond me how this has gotten this out of hand. I don't think Greg Abbott ever meant for this to happen. I really don't. I just think that we have a department, uh, the Texas Medical Board, that is out of control. And to have this done is it, 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 just ridiculous. GiveSendGo.com. Uh, support Dr. Eric Henson. Uh, and also, let me give you the number for the Texas Medical Board one more time. It's 800 248 4062. We're going to delve into this um, a bit, doctor, and and uh, I'll get an answer from the attorney general on why he's why he's not uh, straightening this out. I, if I could ask a favor, and I don't know if anybody's ever done this, but uh, Mr. Davis uh, and also Bob Hall, who I'm sure you know. Yes, yeah, Senator. He's a state senator. Yeah. Uh, Senator Hall has gone out of his way for me. He is he has fought with the Texas Medical Board on several occasions to try to get all of this taken care of, not only for myself but other physicians. But I would, if possible, I would love to have him on your show along with Paul Davis, so they could explain the legal aspects of what I'm up against. I just think that everybody needs to know this and that let doctors know out there that there are people fighting for us. Um, and you know, that, that we can practice the way we are. Yeah. Medicine is an art it is it, 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 as much as it is as a science. Thank you so much, doctor. Appreciate it. Thank, doctor. Thank you. Dark er, Dr. Eric Henson. GiveSendGo.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Na, 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 na. 